Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, two and a half years after I started investing at 34 years of age, I retired. Seems pretty young to retire, right? Well, what if you could start in your early 20s? What would it be like if you could get started financially in your early 20s? Now, I don't mean go to college and come out and get a job. I mean actually be the owner of a business, an entrepreneur, an investor, a real estate investor for that matter. What would that be like? And we can only guess what that will end up being like from 34 years of age till now. I became a multi-multi-millionaire. Even within a very short period of time, I was a millionaire. So the question is, what happens to a 20-year-old kid that decides he wants to do this? And that today is what we're going to find out with me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Miles Moscarello, and uh, he's from Houston, Texas, and his parents are members. His mother is our passive investment mentor, so uh, that's just a full disclosure, but uh, they were doing this before she was a mentor. And uh, we've got uh, a lot to ask this young gentleman today to find out what he can share that might help you and your children get started in something like this. Miles, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Dell. I, I love the opportunity to be on your show. It's a great time. I've always listened for a long time. You know, I could sit here and ask you questions and direct the conversation, but I'd rather try to get something out of you I don't know how to get out of you. And that is, you're a young kid. How old are you now, by the way? I'm 23. 23. Uh, when you met me, how old were you? Yeah, the first time was when I was either 13 or maybe 14, but I want to say 13. Really? That young? Uh, yes, sir. It was definitely when my mother started joining um, closer into 2013, even um, kind of my freshman year of high school. And then sophomore year, I know they started to really kind of get involved, and that's what led me to really get my eyes opened and be more a part of lifestyles in general. And definitely made the light bulb go off of, hey, I think this is uh, something I need to do. All right. So you're a normal kid, you and your brother. Now, your sisters are older, so they've moved out of the house. But you and your brother are living there in the house. You've got no less than five or ten kids at your house every time I go over there. There's sleepovers. There's parties. There's girls. There's booze. There's whatever. You guys are just living like high school slash eventually college kids. Uh, I guess you were in high school when I first met you. And, uh, yeah, sir. The, I mean, it, you guys were just a mess. Just and, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but you were just like every other set of kids that just were a mess, especially if you're in a situation like you are where your parents are fairly well off. I mean, you're, you, you've got the means to be a mess because of the way your parents raised you guys and so on and so forth made availability to you to money and access to things that a lot of kids can't get access to. And I don't know if you realize that or not. I've told it to you and your family many times. But you got it. They did it. So what I want you to do for us, if you can, is, okay, from that of a, you know, kid that came from a well-to-do family that's really been raised up, you know, like every other rich kid out there, 
How did you mentally go through this? You know, tell me where the the turning points were. Okay, I first just started to see it, or you know, it made sense then, or and then when did it click and go boom? I got to do this. Kind of walk us through the timeline in your mind, if possible, please. Yeah, of course. Um, so for as much fun as we did have when we were younger, when uh, we were early in high school, I'd I'd still um, I'd always made straight A's in high school, and I I enjoyed education and learning. Um, high school wasn't per se for me, but again, I made straight A's and I kept my nose to the ground and just did what I had to do there. And But I'd always wanted to be a business owner of myself and an entrepreneur. It seemed really exciting. My father owned his own business, so I would have liked to do something similar to owning my own business eventually. And that's when my mother started getting involved in passive, uh, passive investing and joining lifestyles. And that led me down the road into being involved there. But one of the bigger factors was definitely I'm in high school I'm still figuring out what I want to do, and I'm thinking I want to own my own business, but I have really no idea yet. I'm still 14, maybe. And that's when I had gone to, like, my second or third two-a-day, and I started to really understand the numbers. And I looked around, and I was seeing people who had either been laid off or they had been fired or they were switching jobs into real estate, and it made me really think, like, hey, a lot of people are coming to this, and a lot of people are being really successful. And it just it didn't seem – it wasn't as hard as like, let's say building a rocket ship to the moon or anything. And so I knew it was doable. Um, even at that time I knew it was doable. And so I just said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to choose this as my path. I'm going to stay in this lane. I'm going to do everything I can to learn as much as I can about this, um, and go from there. And so even though we were, we were fortunate, my mother and father helped us out here and there. I still throughout high school and even into college, I'd work jobs and in college, I, when COVID happened, I worked a full-time job as a wholesaler for single family while doing a full-time education of five course load. Um, so I did that for a semester or two. And so I've definitely always been working, always been um, financially stable for myself on saving money and never overspending and knowing what my bills are and what I have to pay off. So I had a pretty good idea about that. So did you, uh, let's talk about when you first started investing. How did you get started? I know you're, I believe you started buying some passive deals, correct? Uh, right now it says here that you own 1,300 units as a passive investor. That's quite a few units. Uh, how did that get started and when? Yes, sir. So um, really the idea came to me back when I was probably around sophomore, junior of high school, and I, I had chosen I want to do lifestyles, and I needed to figure out how to get that capital to start passive investing. Um, typically, with a lot of minimums being at twenty five thousand, I knew I needed, especially being only that age, I knew I needed a good chunk of change. And so I was kind of exploring every avenue, and I was still working and saving up some money. But that's when I learned I had an IRA account that my mother had set up when we were really young, and through Social Security money as well as different jobs I was put into as a kid, like modeling. I'm on I'm on an album for some music singers uh, as just a little background extra and things like that. Um, but knowing going into college that my parents, I was fortunate where they'd saved up a little bit of, for me to go to college. And I asked them, hey, if I use this IRA money to pay off higher education for less of a tax hit, um, could you reimburse me, even if it's three-fourths of that money, just strictly to go to passive investing? And my mother, who was a passive investing at the time, was um, very eager to get let me get into the uh, get into the world of investing in real estate. So from there, I, I got my chunk of change, and I just – wanted to look and find the right passive view I wanted to invest in. And I was fortunate where I actually found two. So I got into two passive investments right when I turned 18, basically old enough to sign a contract legally. And 
that kind of started off my journey as a passive investor. And going throughout college, I really didn't need the money. I had no use for it. I was just doing school and working here and there um, and living low cost in dorms and stuff. And so all that money, anytime it was distributed or a property sold, I was redistributing that capital back into more passive investments. So roughly around every two to maybe four years, money was coming back in full circle and I was putting it into another two deals or so. Let's talk about, uh, you got the education, so you knew how to do it. You had mentors because you're a Lifestyles member. Uh, you had your parents who also could personally mentor you. So you've got all the, the knowledge base. So let's talk about how old were you when you first started this and how did you build the capital base to be able to go buy an apartment complex? Yeah, of course. So I, like I said earlier, I first started investing when I was 18 as a passive investor. And so as any of those deals started having uh, returns or distributions quarterly, um, I was saving up that money as well as any of those deals ever sold. Um, I was saving up that money and most of the time it was going back into passes. But starting about three years back from graduation, maybe even two years back, I really started to hold on to some of that capital. I knew kind of my range of what I needed. I was looking for about anywhere between 50 and 100,000 um, of my own money I needed to do a first uh, lead deal. And so I started kind of keeping that idea in my head and saving up that money on the side as these passive investments kept turning. Wow, that's quite a bit as a young kid. So how old were you when you went after your first deal? Yeah, um, so it was 23, it was actually this year. Uh, I graduated last year in 2021, um, basically graduating during COVID, so that was an interesting process. And then from there, I already had a team, I had my capital set up, so it was all about finding the deal, and I had been talking to brokers throughout that previous year or two. Um, so a lot of people knew my criteria of what I was looking for, and that was really important because this deal actually just came from word of mouth. Somebody had reached out to somebody who was close to me and said, hey, uh, I know somebody who might be selling a deal. It seems like it might be in Miles's criteria if you want to let him know. And I immediately, as you know, these deals go, I was on the phone that same night talking with that person. That was right around January. So I was only a couple weeks, if anything, out of college. Um, and this deal had fallen across my lap, basically. And, and I started doing my underwriting and started digging really deep. And sure enough, it was a deal that was worth the opportunity and it was worth the risk. And so I went out gun-ho and just purchased it, brought investors in, and that's where we are now. Let's take one step back. You've mentioned several times now that you've built your team. Who do you consider your team? Yeah, of course. So my team was definitely um, not only Lifestyles Mentors, also Houston Apartment Association connections that I just made throughout the years, as well as, yes, my parents, um, who are passive investors. My mother actually did own a 120-unit property as an IRO um, a few years back when I was in high school. And I actually ended up working there um, throughout one summer. I just shadowed the maintenance guy, shadowed the manager, shadowed the leasing agent, and was really hands-on there. Um, so I had some somewhat of a hands-on experience of the management side of things. And so, yeah, the, the team came into play when you need lawyers and SEC lawyers, real estate lawyers. You need your lending brokers or your lenders. You need insurance so there's a lot of moving parts, and it can be a lot to do it all by yourself, but having those experienced people who know and are able to share their advice with you is just, I'm really grateful for, because talking to some people who have 20, 30, 40 years in the experience um, is just incredible to have on my team. 
Let's talk lenders, your age, your lack of mortgage experience. What did they say and how did you overcome any requirements or limitations they wanted to put on you? Yes, sir. So one of the big factors um, was definitely getting as much education um, as well as my past investments on my resume. So I put my 10 past investments at the time on my resume and what I was actively doing in real estate. I'd also included my University of Houston finance real estate degree, as well as my Houston Apartment Association IRO certification, um, as well as discussed with them about my lifestyle connection. They were fortunate where they had known and worked with other lifestyle members. Um, so they knew I was very well educated. On top of that, I had been in the industry quite a little bit. And even on top of all that, I even used the KP because my net worth at the time just didn't quite suffice for the $1.7 million loan that I got. So I used the KP, which I was fortunate where my mother was willing to KP on this deal for me. Uh, for folks who don't know what a KP is, would you explain that to them? Yes, sir. So a key principal or a KP is somebody who would basically sign on the loan with you. Um, it allows that lender to look at their net worth when getting that loan amount because you really need your net worth, especially when you're dealing with commercial real estate. Your loan stuff isn't based off your income. It's all based off what your net worth would be. And so the lending side, they want to make sure they're not taking a bigger risk than they need to. So they want to make sure that you have enough assets or enough net worth to support this loan. So the average kid out there, and apologize if you think saying kid is <laughs> derogatory, but the average young lad out there would have no idea how that works. And they would go to the bank, the bank, go, are you kidding me? You're 23 years old and you want to b borrow millions of dollars. And I think the average kid would just go, ah, you're right. I just don't qualify, do I? Not knowing that they could get somebody else to qualify with them. So that's quite a bit of knowledge just right there to be able to share with people. Now, there has to be a certain kind of person. There's no doubt. It can't be like uh, your best friend, uh, uh, Bobbio, who plays guitar in the band next door or something. That, that won't work. It's going to have to be somebody right. who's got some, some wherewithal. Uh, so you did that. You got that all lined up. Um, let's talk about the price of the property. I'm sorry, too good of stuff to, to cut you off in the middle of that with going to a break. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back with Miles Mascarello on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Well, one thing it has meant for us, and we have to compliment you, you've given us our time back. And I say our time because we got married 33 years ago, and we got married in July. Do you know why? Well, that was before I met Lifestyles. I used to work for Ford Motor Company. And with Ford Motor Company, I was uh, in the automotive division. They have shut down during July, the first two weeks of July. So, so you had, had to wait for down, a shutdown to get married? Yes. Yes, he actually Whoa, that's dedication there. <laughs> he made me change our wedding date. It was supposed to be June 15th, and I changed. Wow. 
That's amazing. <laughs> so if I had been a lifestyle, I could have gotten married when I wanted to. <laughs> and the ring would have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ready to get your time back like Vivian and Cornell? Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Miles Mascarello out of Houston, Texas. 23-year-old lead investor, believe it or not, has 1,300 units from being a passive investor and has is telling us about the 26 unit he purchased as his first time syndication deal. As we went to break, I, I'd ask Miles to share with us when we get back the price of his property. So let's go over the particulars in the pricing on this thing. Miles? Yes, sir. So the price on this property was a 26 unit at 2.34 million. So it was running at 90,000 a door at 26 doors. And uh, what did you have to put down on this and what was the mortgage amount of uh, the amount of the mortgage comparatively to what you put down yeah of course so my loan amount was a 1.75 million dollar loan and then i had raised eight hundred thousand dollars capital um for that down payment as well as a little bit of rehab on the side because my rehab wasn't included in the loan um so i'd raised a little bit extra for some rehab and some turning unit but i'd used 120,000 of my own money and so 680,000 of investor money 120 of your own money? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I happen to be around when this was all going on, so I know the answer. And the point when you came up to me and told me you were going to do this, you were excited about it. I don't think you were fearful, but you were a little anticipatory as to how easy it would be to raise $800,000 as a 23-year-old kid. Now, I know old people don't think they can raise $800,000, and... Yet we have people that raise ten, twenty, thirty million dollars for deals, and they raise it in a week. So I knew it was going to be pretty easy for you. But I mentioned to you, um, hey, don't worry about it. If you can't raise enough money, I'll put in the rest of the money just because I want to see a young kid do a deal. And you know, so put me down for a hundred. If you have to, put me down for two hundred, whatever. But you know, get it started and see where you where you go. Uh, I got a call back. I don't know how many days later. You can tell me how many days later you called me back, and you decided that. My money wasn't needed in the deal anymore. Tell us about that. What what had happened? And what did you find yeah. out about raising capital that you didn't anticipate? Yes, sir. So um, leading up to the years of finding this deal and getting to this deal, I had built up an investor list. Um, so I'd been connecting with a lot of other passives. And being a passive myself, I, I knew what they were kind of looking for. Um, so I sent out my deal to my passive list. I peered it out because... At the time, I had roughly around 800 investors on my investor list, um, and I knew with only an $800,000 capital raise, it was going to take a lot of people. Um, so I released it to what I call my priority list, which is very close friends and family or people who have worked and um, aided in my uh, journey, basically. And so I sent out that deal to them, and pretty quickly, I only needed $800,000 raised. I raised one point six within about 24 hours. Um, which is which is really interesting, yeah. Especially being 23 years old, I, when in my life have I even been close to that much money, let alone raising it myself? Um, 
so it was really, really interesting. And unfortunately, because I had raised more than needed, I had to give some people calls back and uh, let them know that either they had not made the deal or if they could reduce their investment a little bit. And that way, because I had met some other passive investors who were really recent passive investors. They had just joined Lifestyles um, within six months ago. And and at the time, I, I really felt for them because there was a lot of deals happening and they couldn't get into every deal, but they were really striving. And I had seen my family and my parents kind of do the same thing, trying to be involved in passive investments. And you really have to get out there. So I reduced some people's investment. Um, some people had signed up for 100000 I politely called them back and uh, tried to explain to them, hey, I, I have some. Op- I wanted to make a little bit more opening um, for some $25,000 investors if, because they're brand new. I'd really love to see them grow with me. And so that was an important thing that I really wanted to do was get some newer passive investors so they could experience that process with me as a new, as a new lead myself. Interesting, interesting story. So uh, you worked it all out, got some people to step back, including myself. And I, I could realize that. That's why I, I just offered to get out of the deal completely. Uh, it wasn't because I didn't want to be in the deal. It was just simply I could see that we had people. You, you were thinking the right way. There's people out there that wanted to get in this deal. And small ones are a great place for people to get started because you can afford to let them get in for small amounts of money. So that was a great thing to do. Uh, let's talk about the loan. What interest rate did you get the loan at and what terms did you get the loan at? Yes, sir. So I got a 30-year um, amortization. It was an adjustable rate, and it's adjusting every month, um, which is especially now in this uh, this economy right now is something a lot of people are talking about. So I was fortunate where I started getting these loan documents right around January-ish, February. Um, so my terms were basically, they were still fairly low. I started off at about a 2.9 interest rate. Um, it's obviously gone up from there. I was I was included one year of interest only, um, which was kind of helpful, especially during during the takeover and keeping those expenses low. You're not paying off principal on that first year, so that was definitely beneficial. But yeah, just, um, one of the bigger things I'm sure some of y'all ears perked up when I said it was that adjustable rate. We started off at 2.9 throughout this past year of really unexpected things happening was we're roughly right around 6% interest rate. And I'd talked about it earlier today actually was we had stress test this deal on many different levels when underwriting. And one of those things was we, I call it the darkest day. Um, So it's if everything goes wrong and expenses start rising and interest starts going crazy and insurance is even more than we expected to go up what would that look like for our property? And so we heavily stress tested this deal. Um, so I knew going into this, if something even similar to this was were to happen, we would still be comfortable and my investors' money would be safe and we'd still produce a profit. In case there's a parents having their younger children listen to this show, statements and terms and acronyms are probably hard for them to understand. So why don't you explain to these young adults, what does stress testing a deal mean? Yeah, so to stress test that deal, basically I wanted to take and um, move those numbers as if what would happen if interest rates did go up from my 2.9% starting rate, what happened if it went to 7%? At the same time, we're we're, guess, we're guesstimating on what our insurance costs and obviously talking to experts of what next year's insurance costs could be. Um, and so we're putting that number in, but to stress test it, we're even including an even even more, so let's say, uh, our insurance guy gives us a number. We'd even add 10 to maybe 20% the following year just to make sure that 
okay, this is a real amount. And it all depends on the numbers and the market you're in. But making sure that what would happen if the worst day ever came to your property and your expenses start really starting to rise and your interest rate starts to rise and you're not able to get those rents that you thought you were going to get, what happens then? Um, does it fail? Does it break? Does it not do the deal anymore? So knowing that, because as being in this industry, you'll learn anything that can go wrong might and could go wrong. And so you definitely want to be prepared, and especially with so many moving parts. So making sure and checking on your team, hey, is this accurate? Hey, is the way I'm thinking about this correct? It's really important. Excellent. Well, looking back now, is there anything you would have done differently? Wow, um, that's a great question. I'm, I'm not sure I would do anything differently. I uh, I learned a lot throughout a lot of things I've done. Any times I ever made a mistake or something went awry, I, I definitely learned from it. So I think that's really a very important thing was you can make mistakes. People do make mistakes. Um, as long as you get back up from it and you continue to try and continue to better yourself every day, that's kind of my philosophy in life is just continue to work on yourself and work on your business and try to improve in any way possible. All right, I'm going to take a different track now, Miles, and um, I've got a couple of things I want to get off in this question, the line of questioning. The first one is, what about people your age? I mean, I don't know if you have – I know you always had friends, but I don't, what are your friends – and your acquaintances, and not the ones that are Lifestyles members that, that know what you're all about, but people outside of Lifestyles that you are, you know, know. What what do they think about this? Yeah, I mean, I get all kinds of responses. Sometimes I'll get the, the people who are skeptical and they think I'm kind of blowing smoke or and I'll have to really walk it through. And within 10 minutes of the conversation, they're starting to realize, like, oh, wow, this <laughs> this guy actually knows this stuff. And it's because I do. It's not something I front at all. It's, I've learned, strategized, planned every aspect I could. Um, like multifamily real estate and being a lead within lifestyles is my full-time job. It's what I've aimed at for the past six years. I've put many, many hours into learning, educating myself, shadowing other people, talking to other leads. Um, so my, my friends and the people who are around me in my age some of them think I'm just absolutely wild for what I'm doing or they have no idea how I started. But I've given, I've had sit-downs with close friends and some of the other people as well where I've laid out game plans of how you get involved in this with basically no money and start off learning and start off getting involved and start off um, maybe smaller even and kind of growing into this because it's, it's doable. Everybody could do it, um, and a lot of people – a lot of people are doing it, and it, it can surprise you sometimes um, who's actually working at it and who's being involved in real estate, and you're looking at yourself like, if they can do it, I can definitely do it. So I think it's open to basically anybody who wants to get involved. Are you, is your phone banging off the wall or uh, people trying to get in touch with you to find out how you did this at such a young age, as in parents of other kids uh, or kids themselves yeah. <laughs> in lifestyles? Is there anybody like, hey, man, you got to tell me, I got to know, you know, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, a lot of parents, especially uh, lifestyles people in particular, they're, they'll let me know that they have uh, they have kids and their kids are maybe getting interested or want to know more. And so they'll ask if they could set them up with me. And like I've always told anybody who's ever asked me that question, 
I'm very eager to talk to anybody. You can tell from the way I talk about real estate, this is like my passion. I love what I do. I'm very eager to have more friends that are just as involved as me. So please have people come reach out to me. Let me talk with them. I, I would love to share my knowledge, my story, any way I can help either motivate, inspire, or help somebody educate themselves. I'm a billion percent willing to do it. All right. Now I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. My generation, looking back at your generation right now, seeing how you guys vote, seeing what you do with TikTok, seeing what you guys do with almost everything culturally acceptable by your generation, it doesn't look like you guys could take on this world and keep running it. Uh, how do you see the, the world at your age? Uh, is, are we headed to doomsday because the kids don't get it? that they don't realize that someday they're going to have to grow up and work for it. Everybody in the world can't be on welfare. Somebody's got to pay for it. How do you see that? I mean, yeah, this is definitely unprecedented times. But the thing is, is I believe every generation has its pros and has its cons. Um, I'm sure when you were 16 to 20, you thought the world was going to be much different than you are living it nowadays. Um, And I'm kind of in that same boat. All I can really focus on is is myself and everything. I do believe kids my age sometimes get a little bit distracted. And here's the difference, though, is we have access to information so available and so ready. um, And at all parts of the world, we can learn something that happened overseas 30 seconds ago right now. Um, And that's something that other people weren't able to do back in those previous generations. And so... Definitely from my education standpoint, too, I mean, you can look up just about anything on the Internet and find out, and it can be good or bad, and that's where your own personal sense of, hey, is this is this a little iffy or is this pretty accurate, and having your own foundation because you can really learn just about anything you ever need to online or throughout education or throughout portals. And so I definitely see the world kind of going in different areas. I'm not sure exactly the which path. But I believe there's definitely going to be people who are forerunners, just like every generation, who push the boundaries and who make make the world a better place, basically. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, and I'm really happy for your success. And I want you all to remember this. Even Miles knows it's not just the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.